And I got a lot of people that were like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're lucky or um, I wish I could do that, but I can't. And I was like, no, you can. And I'm not lucky. I've put in years in, into this. What's up, guys? Sid Rowe here, once again, coming to you from the very warm and balmy Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I'm staring at about another four inches of snow piling up on the ground right outside my window. Ah. <sighs> God, I can't wait till this ends. But I'll tell you one thing I really didn't want to end was this podcast. Sandra Gebhardt, you blew my mind, dude. Look, we all know that Facebook advertising exists. It's a thing. If only for the fact that you literally can't scroll through your newsfeed without being bombarded by posts from the website that you were secretly trying to visit a few days ago to buy those pink furry boots. And here's the problem. There's a lot of people that get into Facebook advertising for the wrong reasons. They just see it as this get-rich-quick thing. Oh man, if I put some money in and push the right buttons and pull the right levers just at the right time in the right way, I'm gonna make some big bucks. I'm gonna make some change. But there's a right way to use Facebook advertising and that that is what Sandra and I talk about today. She's been in this game for a number of years in a couple different industries, and she's here to shed some light on what the Facebook advertising world looks like today and how you might be able to leverage it. So first of all, I love that you compared Facebook advertising and really, I don't even really know the correct term for it, but like just lead online lead generation with cold calling. And basically you're saying you were able to create enough volume off of off of the work that you were doing through Facebook that you didn't have to cold call anymore or was it supplementing what you like you were still cold calling but using that lead generation to give you an extra boost no i used just the lead generation specifically wow that's insane that's <laughs> i mean that's a lot of, you have to generate a lot of leads there's, there's just so many different tools and so many different ways that if you're open-minded, you can get the Facebook lead generation to do for you. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember when online lead generation in the insurance industry, I don't know what it was like in other industries, but specifically in the insurance industry was looked at as like, uh, you know, online leads, they're the, they're the guys who, um, you know, have four DUIs and the, the homeowners who, you know, have bad credit and you don't want the online leads, right? You want the good leads, not the bad leads. Like those are the, those are the kind of sketchy leads are those online ones. And I don't remember when, I, I mean, honestly, maybe you can even color this in because i I can't remember it when this shift happened, but something happened in the industry where people started see, seeing online leads as quality, you know, some people who were actually, you know, connections, not just people reaching out in a crisis when their life was falling apart. Um, and 
it, it seems like the tools that we have at our disposal today are just so deep. Like you're able to reach some, I mean, I guess like, can you talk to like why, how that happened and why that is like, why we, and is it, is it the tools have changed? Is it people's perception was always wrong? Were people abusing things? Like what was going on within the industry that like we started with this one perception and it's kind of made this shift today where people, I mean, they're taking courses, they're teaching themselves, they're buying online leads left and right. Why is that? I think, so I think what happened was these these bigger guys came in, they started generating leads and then they were easy to get and then they were selling them to multiple agencies, right? So we all know uh, the the old online leads in the day, you had to be the first person to get the person on the phone. You needed to call right away and there's still some like that. Um, and those are overall shared leads. And as people started figuring out how these companies were doing this, that's that's kind of when a lot of us stepped in and we were like, okay, well, if they can do this, I can do this and I can do it for myself and I don't have to call within three seconds of getting a lead. So then um, about three or four years ago, Facebook generated leads where it was like the wild west. You could really get in there and target people by their income and by where they lived and, and all of these filters that were on there. And um, it was it was great. It was like shooting fish in a barrel and people got very excited about it. And yeah. that's when we started seeing, you know, like I, like I said, I, I built an entire or built as much of an agency as I could on it. Um, with just being able to pick who I wanted in my town to be responding to my ads. And now that's kind of evened out a little bit, but we're still getting Facebook's made a lot of changes, especially over the last six, eight months, where they've taken away a lot of the the targeting abilities, but the people that understood how to run the ads organically and understood the principle behind it and do a lot of reaching out to the next level people, mm -hmm. uh, we're the ones that are still kind of going through and generating these leads. And what makes them good is one, if you can generate them yourself, then, or through a white label agency, then you're getting exclusive leads. And two, you can work on the organic side. So that's what I think makes the, the lead generation right now so successful. So if you're working internet leads and you have a great organic presence, then people are always gonna do business with people they know, like, and trust. If, like, um, I had saw you do a, a podcast interview with Nick Ayers, and then you joined Bobby's course. So then we were like best friends. I'm like, okay, so she's legit. And <laughs> people like to do business with who they know, like, and trust. Um, yeah. And we yeah. all just keep trusting Nick. On <laughs> so. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, well, he, he, <laughs> he gets on Facebook and he's like, look at all these amazing leads that I'm getting. Ah! And I'm like, dude, what is going on over there? Yes. So he's a great so, example of somebody that has a, a spot on organic Facebook approach yes. as well. So if yes. you're agent X in town B 
then you want everybody in town B to be seeing your stuff on Facebook and be like, Agent X is the best insurance agent in the world. Agent X might be the worst insurance agent in the world, but Facebook gives you the ability to put out there what you want. Um, mm -hmm. And you need to stay true to who you are the best you can because people will eventually call you out on it. But um, being able to work those two hand in hand, I think is what makes the lead gen just absolutely pop and that's how it worked for me when I started my marketing agency was uh, once I started training with Rob really seriously and starting to say okay well I'm going to try to do this for a living I was able to take my organic Facebook presence and turn that into clients without having to run ads to get myself started yeah and you're, by the way, your uh, organic Facebook presence is amazing. I, I think I first, it was after I joined Bobby's course, the first um, post that I saw come up in my newsfeed was the one with you and your husband announcing that you guys were having a little kiddo. And <laughs> um, it was the best announcement picture that I think of, you know, because everybody tries to make them creative, but yours was like a movie, uh, a movie trailer. And yeah. um expecting like soon and it was just so and all the it was you would because here's the thing is like you cared about every detail in that image like I looked at the picture once and I was like oh that's funny and then I would look at the next piece of real estate and, oh that's funny too and then I look in the right corner oh that's even funnier and in the left corner that's funny and like it just the more I engaged with that piece of content the more I loved it so you took that and went like seven layers deep with it and I was just really I, I mean it was impressive it really was Thanks. <laughs> and I think that, you know, you bring up a good point. That's what separates the good, the good leads mm -hmm. from the poor leads too. that same, you know, really breaking down an ad, um, going back to your original question about, you know, the people that used to just be naughty and then they were always searching um, yeah. on Facebook and we're, we're much more of a, a technology driven shoppers these days anyway um, yeah so it used to be that you had to go into the office you had to sit down and now there's insurance agencies that are 100 percent um they don't even have an office they're just yeah out there <laughs> fully digital yeah they, they, they intentionally don't have an office they're like don't come into my office like yeah. i don't want to see you yeah yeah it's crazy you used to have yeah. to go in and get your insurance card because, I mean, you can't print that at home. Then you have to go to the library and borrow a computer and it's the yeah. Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was when like Walkmen existed and, you know, yeah. headphones that went over your head instead of like in your, you know, earbuds and <laughs> yeah, cords on them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Cords. Oh my God. Who needs cords? Yeah. So um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was, I digress. <laughs> No, not at all. That was amazing. I just, I think you have so much, your knowledge goes so deep, especially because you've been in this so long, you've seen a lot change and that gives you a lot of perspective on, on sort of where you're at now. And what I love about like, li just listening to you talk about, um, your expertise and, and your perspective on the industry is how it feels like when you talk about, even if you w use the word leads, you're in the back of your mind, you're, you know, that that's a person that you're trying to connect to. And I, sometimes it feels like that gets lost. I, like, oh, I just need their 
phone number, right? Like it's like uh-huh. humanity becomes defined by contact information um, instead of like really trying to connect emotionally and relate to that person. Um, when you are building these ads, like what matters the most? Is it the knowledge of the tool? Like just thinking back to your own training, is it knowledge of the tool? Is it how the ad is crafted? I know you said your organic presence is really important. Like what else is important as you're setting up that campaign and trying to to, to deliver that the best ad experience that you possibly can? So as I, as I sit down, we, you know, with the, with the lead geeks team that I'm, I'm white labeling with and, and have essentially become family with, <laughs> um, we, we manage over a hundred different clients. And as I sit down, I look at each individual client. So I look at where they're at, what their office is set up, like what their goals are. Um, you know, I like to ask them when we have check-in calls and stuff, you know, how far are we away from your trip goal or, where where do you guys want to be this summer and and really get into their goals and what they want done and following those conversations we can get in and look you know okay this ad right here is going to be the best for this office because their strong suits are getting people on the phone um Mm. a different ad might be a different approach for a different client that is only digital and only wants to text people um, getting those guys 65 plus year old clients isn't going to be the best for them or 65 year old plus leads coming in because mm-hmm. they only communicate via text and email. So it's really just breaking down what, what our clients are looking for and then trying to bring that population to them so that we know that those two can work together to get their goals met. You know, one, my clients getting their goals, of financial goals met and then to the clients that we're sending to them, getting that, I mean, we all know as insurance agents and ex-insurance agents that we really need to do have a conversation with people because they don't understand insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that we're kind of laying that bug a little bit too, mm-hmm. that um, you're not just buying anything, you know, whether it's insurance or if we're running a chiropractor funnel or or anything like that. I just want people to, I'm the sunshine and roses person. I'm like, everybody <laughs> needs to all get along. And if we can get clients up with these chiropractors and then they can teach them how to sit properly or how to have their insurance the right way, then everybody gets happier and there's less road rage. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So once you've, and that's fascinating because I actually got asked this um, last week by somebody. They said, uh, hey, what digital marketing, um, uh, you know, tactics or things, activities should I be doing? I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a very open-ended question. How many kids should you have? How many? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know anything about your business. I there's not one answer. You can't point to it and say, everyone, no matter who you are, no matter what business you have, no matter anything, should be doing these seven things. Make a really good article, but like not very helpful in real life. So it seems like what you're doing is customizing that plan for each person and saying, okay, we got to figure out who your audience is, which informs 
you know, the rest of the marketing activity. But I guess my question being, okay, so let's figure, now we know, just to use your example, now we know we've got um, a younger generation of uh, millennials. That's our audience that we want to go after because we need them to be digitally savvy and, you know, we want to start building the foundation with them now so that we'll have some long-term relationships in the future. How do you get their attention? Like, even though you know that that's the audience that fits with the agent or agency, how do you convince the millennial now uh, that they should be with the agency? Like, what does that process look like? That might be too hard. I mean, I don't know if that's too open-ended of a question. I might be... Um, I might be mirroring, mirroring this guy's, uh, anyways. So there's seven ways. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, that's where we really get down into the ad copy and the psychology of stuff. So um, when you, in, it depends on, on what your end goal is. If you're wanting to this in, when you're wanting to get this specific, I always say hire an expert on something like this. And that's where you can go into um, tapping into like my knowledge break, which then also I, I rely a lot on education on my end so I can stay sharp. So a situation like this where you're saying, how do I target specifically to a younger audience that I want to be tech savvy and how do I put an ad in front of them? And I saw the other day uh, a meme on Facebook that said, you're, I've been studying this craft for years. You're not paying me for the minutes I'm working for you. You're paying me for my years of knowledge. And it's sort of that, that theory. So when I look at this, then I'm going to tap back into um, Mitch Miller's training that I've taken on ad copy and Rob Stickle's training on psychology and Bobby's training on the pixels and um, the overall placement of ads and what Frank and Jairi Jimenez and I work on daily on knowing what what's working in what areas. And so there is really a lot of different things that goes into a three or four sentence ad copy along mm -hmm. with the targeting and the pixels that have been seasoned and, and those different tools that you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of a, a, a big overview, but but it's not just having, it's not just about having the data, like you could have the data, you could, you could know every perfect client from your point of view, mm -hmm. but if you don't have the right, like you said, psychology and, and all those things, then you're not equipped to convince that other person that they should be with you. And that, that seems to be the hardest part. It, it really is. And that's where when Facebook, I think that's what really where the line got drawn in the sand um, right around the time that Mark Zuckerberg was testifying and and all the amazing memes that came out of that. Um, the, <laughs> that time was kind of when it when things broke off and where yeah. people that have studied it as a broad as a as an overview and all the different sections versus the guys that were training. Um, you know, for $99, we'll show you how to run Facebook ads, copy and paste, and then you want to target this way. That way is gone to the wayside. And that's mm -hmm. why you're seeing people like, you know, the tribe and the family and 
in those places where you're seeing those more because they're the ones that know how to train now and you're not seeing desperate cash grabs. Yeah. So it seems like if an agent wanted to get involved in Facebook advertising at this stage in its lifespan, that there's a pretty good chunk of work and investment in time and and money that they're going to have to make to to train. Like they can't just you can't go into the gym and get a six pack in two days. You know, you can't you got to you have to actually put that that investment in. What about somebody who says I mean, is, I guess, is there a space for people who maybe don't have the time and money to invest in the platform, but at least want to stay in front of their audience? I mean, is Facebook, you know, in your opinion, just, just seeing how businesses are using Facebook and social media now, is it worth it? Like, how do you, what's the strategy there if you're not willing to put that time in like how do you use it then I think it's very important to be involved in if you want to be in the digital marketing space you need to find a program that works for you a reputable program that works for you so you can stay on top of at least the organic approach changes because there are a lot of changes in even the organic approach just putting up a post anymore with plain text isn't going to get you anywhere. You have to have a picture or a video or go live and, and teaching people how to do those sorts of things. Um, and I think it's important to find a passion. So if you decide that you absolutely love video and you're amazing on video and that's, that's what you want to do and that's how you want to reach out to your clients, then you can still do that and generate leads and, you know, check out made you look and, Go into some of these free groups and find out what your passion is. If your passion is specifically just running a, let's say, you know, running, for instance, an insurance agency, and you don't care how the leads come in, then I say hire it out. Hire it mm -hmm. out and have somebody do a done-for-you service. Mm -hmm. um, and then get connected somehow if the technology is is your passion. So again, with the course that we're dropping uh, the beginning of next month, we're totally focused on moms. We've got a free group right now, uh, Mama Bears group that we're just connecting with other women and other mothers and, and talking about our day-to-day -day stuff. And mm -hmm. when the course drops, the moms that want to spend the time to learn how to generate leads and learn how to start their own agency will have that ability to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And some will just stay in the free group and have a place to air their opinions and, and uh, pick up some tips here and there. So mm -hmm. I guess circling back around, my answer would be to find a very good or two free groups and find out what you're interested in and what you're not interested in, hire out. Otherwise, you're going to be that negative Nancy that's like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Well, there's people running to the bank every day, <laughs> cash and checks on internet lead or Facebook lead generation leads. So they yeah, work. <laughs> could, you, could you actually like maybe share some of the stories that you have of, because I, I actually don't know if our audience understands the how successful people are on 
through Facebook advertising, specifically in the insurance industry. Um, I mean, it, it is a lot of work and it doesn't, you know, you're going to run ads that don't, don't always pan out exactly the way you want. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution, but nothing is right. And so hmm. what are some of those stories that you've seen of, of agents having success with Facebook advertising? I've got, I've got a client right now that, um, we were, we were targeting a company specifically where people are like, oh, those em the employees at this company don't, they're never qualified and they always have DUIs and, and just really pigeonholing this, this major brand company. And I had a client that was like, uh, I, I started these, these leads for her and I felt like her and her staff are so personable that they were really good and successful with these and it worked out perfectly and they had these leads we were paying maybe four dollars a lead for and they would get in and have conversations with these folks and they were selling life insurance they were selling homeowners they were selling renters and bundling things um, i think they sold more life insurance off of this one particular funnel than they did off of anything else they had tried and it was just kind of they took the time to to understand the sort of leads that were coming in and have a conversation with them um and it's funny because you know as, as we kind of talk this through i think about people are like oh well i put my office in a mall so that i would get more walk-ins or right mm -hmm. off the busy the main street so i'd get more walk-ins well you can't vet a walk-in <laughs> So you have them as soon as they walk in through the door, are you like, hey, do you have any DUIs or tickets? <laughs> that's, you know, oh, that's the phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with a lead, like, oh, yeah. No, that's true. With agency B, and I'm wondering if you own your home and you have any tickets. But yeah. Uh, no, I don't know who you are. I never did this before. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's just finding that that flow that works for you. Um, some agents, you know, of course, we're not their main lead generation source. We're just a part of their bigger puzzle. But uh, again, I take what I do very seriously and I want to be the top performing piece for them. And it just, it, I think what makes the leads so, such a great, um, opportunity that, that people may overlook is the fact that you get to have a conversation with anybody that picks up the phone and you're not cold calling. You have a reason to talk to them. Mm -hmm. But I think one issue that we might all be overlooking, and I'm just as guilty of this still to this day, is being in the middle of a conversation when you pick up the phone before you've even started it. Instead what do you mean of by that? Instead of, you know, uh, I grew up, I'm, I'm still extremely ADD, so you can see me trying to kind of organize my thoughts if you're in my head right now. Um, yeah, yeah. But instead of, it, it's just that same idea of treating everybody like a walk-in. And mm. as soon as I pick up the phone, I would always try to say something about local, whether it's the weather or can you believe the zoo is going to be open in two days or our Dairy Queen used to close here during the winter. So I'd be like, are you ready for Dairy Queen to open or something that's very specific to the town and having a conversation with people before you start to try to sell them? Yes. Yes. Well, and I was going to 
actually follow up on something you mentioned at the beginning um, of your of your answer, which was uh, it. Okay, so let's say you get a great online lead. There's another piece to the puzzle that if if it's non-existent, then that could cause a good lead to not convert. And that is that follow-up process. So mm -hmm. you have somebody who's really interested. And I mean, it, it seems like, is there, a, you know, the steps that the step that's the steps that you take after they contact you, like those seem to be pretty important. Um, like what, what are those besides just make sure you're not in the middle of a conversation? Like what you, you mentioned, um, okay, you don't have to maybe call three seconds, you know, after you get their contact information, but is there a follow-up time? Are there certain things you should be saying? Should you be contacting them on certain platforms? I mean, I guess I've just, you know, again, I, I, I'm not an expert like you are, but I have seen some conversations here and there in the group and um, publicly about people talking through, you know, that just the frustration of sending somebody a really good lead and then getting the response that, ah, oh, we didn't close the lead. Why sent you a great lead? Why, you know, how come it didn't close? Well, it wasn't a good lead. Well, was it not a good lead or were there steps that were missing after the lead came through? Is that important? And what does that process look like? I think it's so important. And again, if you, if, if follow-up is not your passion, that's what's so cool about digital marketing right now. Hire it out. Hire the version. <laughs> Have them come in and they can set up all of your um, yeah. automation. You know, you can actually make it. And had we had this technology um, a year and a half ago, I'd still have my agency where you can have a lead come in and they get a ringless voicemail, they get a text message, they get a voice of email. And one thing that I think people overlook is asking the lead how they want to be contacted. So you send that first series of automation out and you ask them, what's, what's your favorite way to communicate? I'm a text messenger. Um, if you can't get me on Facebook messaging, text messaging is the next best way to get me. If you call me, I'll check my voicemail in a couple of days and get back to you. Um, so if I got a text message saying a text message, an email and a voicemail saying how, uh, you know, this is Sandra with company X and I got your information and I want to get going on your quote for you. Your time's very valuable. So I don't want to waste any of it. What's your preferred method of contact mm -hmm. texting? Okay. Well now I've got permission to text you and that's how I'm going to communicate with you. Um, and just following up. And I think I was just talking to a client about this the other day. One of the things that I used to do very often, because people will say, well, I don't want to follow up with them so much that they get annoyed with me. And yes. I promise you that nobody is sitting, maybe there's three people right now sitting around going, oh, I need to do something with my insurance. Everybody else is living life. <laughs> <laughs> I used to send text messages saying, hey, it is my job to remind you that you wanted to go through your insurance. I know it's mm -hmm. not any fun. I'm going to try to make it as painless as I can or that sort of approach. And I would drop a text message like that every day to somebody mm -hmm. and yeah. then reminding them. And, and in my own journey, ever since I had to sell my book, that was March of last year. And I said, I need to change my insurance. I still 
it's coming on March and I'm still have not changed my insurance. Um, yeah. I reached out to a few different agents, kind of, they kind of never followed up with me. I don't have emails from home, you know, so it yeah. really is staying in front of people and just reminding them, you know, it's the same thing your dentist does. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I love that when you like just the copy that you use, I can tell you're always thinking about what that other person is thinking instead of just sending a, Hey, you haven't gotten back to me. What's <laughs> going on over there? You know, it's, Hey, I, you know, just in case you're sort of padding it, like padding the copy. Hey, uh, you know, friendly reminder, just, it's my job to make sure that, I mean, just even the, the detail in that, I just think back to that organic post I saw where I was looking at it and I was like, that's funny. And then the more I looked at it, the more I loved it, you know, you just go from, you know, one level to 10 levels. And that's, I, I don't know. I just, I think that's really remarkable. It's okay. something a lot of people don't spend time on. So, um, dude, I am, I am so appreciative of having you on here. I honestly, I would love to have you back because I probably have 20 questions that I didn't get to ask. Um, I think we stayed really 30,000 foot and, and it'd be really cool to, to just explore some more, some more topics about Facebook. I can tell you have a lot of knowledge. <laughs> so if you're, if you're ever up for coming back, that would be amazing. Oh, you bet. Anytime. Awesome. Awesome. And so how can people uh, reach out to you for your course now if they're moms who are listening in? So we've got the the group. Um, it's called Mama Bears. And uh, I can drop you a link to that. And people awesome. can always hit me up on Facebook. Um, and then my website is sandragebhart.com. Perfect. Dunzo. Guys. And then, um, we'll be yeah. dropping, I'll be dropping a book here very soon. Um, awesome. on that one, but I'll let you awesome. know. <laughs> a Facebook advertiser dropping a book. <laughs> the world right? <laughs> I love it. Cool, dude. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on. Guys, go check out sandragebhart.com. Absolutely epic stuff. Um, I know that the more you explore, the more your mind will be blown. Alright, dude, you stuck around till the very end of the podcast. What's up? So here's the deal. Agency Nation Insiders is launching four Facebook advertising sprints this month. They're an awesome beginner's guide to get your hands dirty, to get you you know, dip your toes into the waters of Facebook advertising um, and get your rocking and rolling on setting up some ads, building an audience, putting the Facebook pixel on your website and all the good stuff. So here's the deal. If you send me a message from whatever corner of the internet you communicate best, email sydney at agencynation.com, Instagram, whether it's the Agency Nation Instagram, my personal one, Facebook, Whatever it is, shoot me a message with the secret word. Are you ready for this? This is really original. Secret sauce. And I will get you into the Insiders program for $29 a month. So normally it's $39, but uh, you will save 10 bucks a month for your entire life. Uh, the lifetime of your membership. So cool. 
really excited to, uh, to have a couple of you guys in there, and I hope that you enjoyed this podcast.